You're listening to the Breaking Through Podcast, showcasing the best new talent hitting the scene. G'day and welcome to another episode of the Breaking Through Podcast. This week, we have Brisbane artist Andy Martin. You can find his stuff on the usual streaming platforms. How are you going today, mate? Yeah, I'm good, mate. How are you going? Yeah, pretty good, pretty good. Um, you are another artist that um, messaged the pod. have been getting a few of those lately and it's... Um, it's good. It's uh, cutting the work out for me. I don't have to scour as much music. I love doing it, but sometimes we don't have the time. But you did message me, um, and obviously I can't say yes to everyone, but the first song I listened to out of your tracks, I've listened to all of them, but um, Mess We Made, is um, that's one hell of a track, mate. Um, Thanks, mate. I've, um, I've stopped saying songs are my favorite songs of the year because I find different music and, you know, I'll, I'll change my mind all the time. So I'm just going month to month. So that track for me is the month, uh, the song of August. Um, And that's, and that's only been out since April and it's killing it on Spotify. Um, Did you feel that when you released it, that it was going to be something special? Oh, well, Look, to be honest, when I release all of the music, you're kind of a bit apprehensive because you don't know how people are going to receive it. But I knew this was one that I'd even shared with my family and my friends. They're like, oh, that's really catchy. Like, I think that might be a song that would do quite well for you. And, um, yeah, for me anyway, I just, I, just, I just thought it was just a nice sounding song. I didn't really want to fit into any sort of genre or try and fit any mould for songwriting. I just wanted to write a song that I enjoyed the sound of, and that's what I thought came out when the producer and I worked on Mess We Made. Yeah, so walk me through the process of this one because I don't, when I, when I hear your music, I don't really think of um, anyone in particular. So you've really got your own sound. So walk me through the writing process, how it all came together. Um, so the writing process and I suppose the recording process for all of my music is um, that I kind of just get into a studio with not even the bones of a song, I just hit up the producer and uh, I'll send him a basically like a demo of me playing a song on an acoustic guitar, but I'll have all of it mapped out in my head when I go into a studio. So on the on the tracks, I'm actually playing all of the instruments. So it's kind of just laying down the bones of the song and then building from there. So a lot of the time, I'll just kind of start with a guide vocal and guitar and then I'll build on top of that depending on how I want the layering of the song to kind of work. So... I suppose, yeah, it's just it's just a matter of just putting tracks on tracks on tracks on tracks on tracks. And then because you can always have more, but you, can, you can't take it. I suppose you can always um, add more, but you can't you don't want to go with little or too little, I suppose, when you're in the recording room. Well, that's for me anyway. But um, it's just basically chucking down the bones of the song and adding on to it. And um, sometimes it's pretty cool what comes out. So you're a one man team. One man team, yeah. Yeah, well, for the for the recording sort of process with the live stuff, it's with a with a full band because I want to do, I suppose, the music justice. I put a lot of time and effort into it, so I want to do it justice with a live show. Um, that track that, if I research correctly, got a bit of Triple J um, plays as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Mess We Made got spin on Triple J, which was really cool actually, because I know the um, struggle for a lot of independent artists reaching out, sending out a million emails to try and get that one response. So it was a pretty cool feeling when um, I actually got the word that they were going to give us a song of play on Triple J. And they were even just listening in to when people were texting in on the text line was pretty cool. There was a lot of nice response on the song. 
How was how was that experience though? Because it was um, it was a late play, if um, I remember correctly. So, like, did you stay up for that one just to have a listen? Did you get a few friends around to to have you um, listen to on Triple J, or was it just a kind of sitting at home waiting for it to come on and then realizing that you're on Triple J? It was. Um, I got told that it was going to get played in a certain time slot, um, but um, it was right in the smack bang in the middle of lockdown for all states around the country. So um, it was just me and my housemate at home and treated ourselves, both had a couple of glasses of wine and listened in. It was pretty cool when it actually came on. So, yeah, unfortunately, I would have loved to have done it uh, celebrating with all of my mates and stuff around. But um, unfortunately, with the world we're in at the moment, that wasn't that wasn't the luxury I had. But um, I'm sure when I can play live shows and all that sort of stuff again, that I'll be able to celebrate this music with my friends in a different way. Well, to um, I'm pr- I'm pretty sure people would take a um a play on Triple J in lockdown over no play. So um, I think oh, that's, I, I think that's I, I, I was celebrating. <laughs> I was celebrating hard. Don't worry. How was that feeling though to to you know hear it come on? Oh, it was it was absolutely it was absolutely wicked because um when I, I suppose when I started music there was a few goals that I had and one of them was actually getting a spin on Triple J, so it was a little bit of a pat on the back moment to myself. But I was all, yeah, I was super excited when I did hear it come on. I was like, sweet, that's my song on national radio. It's a pretty cool feeling. And it's just good exposure too. I was talk I had um Tian um on the podcast a couple of weeks ago and um she was saying that just getting it on Triple J is just it's um if you don't get a no the first time you send it it doesn't mean it's not a good song. It just doesn't mean they, it just means they don't have the time. So was, was that kind of the same process for you? Just kind of hassle, 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 or did you get lucky on that one? Um, that one was a little bit of hassling involved, but um, I wouldn't say hassling. I'd just, um, I'd say when you're doing your own little PR campaign, you'll shoot the song out to a lot of people, let's say two or three weeks before and see if there's any bites on it. And I found that um, that one got a bite straight away from Ketch, who um, is the Roots and All programmer. And she she even said to me, she's like, oh, like um, normally my program's more, I suppose, yeah, blues, jazz, roots, reggae sort of orientated. But she goes, I just heard the song. It was an absolute vibe and I wanted to play it for you. So that was a pretty cool feeling. It is a little folky though. Like I, I, I hear some folk elements in, in your track. So I, I think it goes well, but at least, at least it got to play. Um. Now, every, every, every artist I have on here, I kind of, in my research, I kind, I kind of kind of um, uh, get a feel of who's influenced them. So, you know, when they release tracks, I can kind of, you know, pick and choose where they've got that from. I have absolutely no idea who influences you because I just can't pick it. So I was hoping you can shed a little bit of light for me. I'm thinking maybe Catfish, but that's just because I'm a huge Catfish fan. That's the only kind of vibe I get. What, what get, Shed some light for me. I'm a huge Catfish fan as well. So, yeah, I'd say bits and pieces I would get little bits of influence from them. Um, with my, I suppose, writing process, um, it's pretty, I don't know, like um, influences for me, my main influences would be Sam Fender, um, guitar-wise, John Mayer, and I love Boy and Bear. I just love the sound of an acoustic guitar with a folky sort of rocky vibe. And that's why a lot of the time I'm picking up an acoustic when I've been playing live with a full band as well. So Dave from Boy and Bear, I suppose, was a huge influence for me. But the two styles I listen to predominantly are folky singer-songwriter and, um, yeah, indie rock. So Sam Fender, Catfish, 
and that side of it, like Circa Waves and those sort of bands from an from an indie sort of perspective of who influences me. And then from a more folky side of it, it'd be bands like Boy and Bear. I love Fleet Foxes. I listen to them so much. And um, a lot of Bon Iver as well. But that, mm-hmm. I suppose his is more an electro sort of singer-songwriter sort of way. But um, just his melodies and stuff and the way he structures his songs is just pretty beautiful. And then recently, even more recently, I've been absolutely pumping Gordy's new album mm. on repeat and I absolutely love that and I've, and I've even I even I was listening back to one of the demos that I wrote about two months ago and like that melody is very similar to one of hers but the song is just a complete just polar opposite I'm like so you're getting you're getting bits and pieces from everywhere mix it mixing a few and coming up with some gold I guess oh, I hope it's gold <laughs> but yeah yeah I'm mixing a lot of different I suppose styles and genres and um I suppose that might also come from the fact that I grew up and I, or when I was growing up, I just studied jazz, jazz trumpet. And trumpet's actually my main instrument. So jazz trumpet. And then I was doing a lot of like classical musical and opera sort of singing. So that side of it might, might have influenced me down the line as well. So Opera singing. Wow. Yeah, I was not yeah. expecting that one. Yeah. yeah um, operas and musicals and stuff. I did a lot of like musical theater when I was growing up. So, so you've... Yeah. Uh, You've got a bit of experience in a uh, few um, genres then. Yeah, yeah. Now, you started the year off with uh, Let This Go Again. And when I hear this track, um, obviously, like, I know I've said that I couldn't really hear, well, pick any influences or whatever, but this song just reminds me of James Bay straight away. A- am I on track with any of that there or have I completely missed the mark? <laughs> no, you hit, you hit the nail on the head a little bit. Um I suppose, I suppose um, a lot of the time with that sort of genre of music, the James Bay sort of indie pop, pop, singer-songwriter pop sort of genre of music, I, lo- I just love a catchy melody when you're writing a song. So I, I suppose, and he, he does that amazingly. So I suppose you probably have hit the nail on the head with the James Bay reference for that one, yeah. It's just, I'd like your other tracks, like Mess We Made and that type of stuff, I just... I just couldn't pick anything and I was just, you know, that would frustrate me and then I listened to Let This Go Again, I might just bang straight away. So I guess some songs I can, some songs I can't. I don't know. We're going to go with it. Um, but how was how, how did that one go for you? Um, I suppose, um, and if, you, uh, if you're listening to it, you, it's more of the electro sort of um, build sort of pop song, I guess. It, I don't know if that's what you got when you were listening to it. Mm-hmm. But I just had a I had a melody in my head and I wrote a whole song around that. The the where the ooze and the glockenspiel and all that sort of stuff are going on. Um the melodies around that and then when the drum comes in just constantly adding textures, adding layers on the songs. So I suppose it would for me that's the most sort of pop side of my writing that I have delved into but I, I love it I love it nonetheless but yeah I, um James Bay is a good reference for that one definitely well you can keep that one mate you can you yeah. can uh, reference that in future um we That's go from pocket. we go from that track to your most recent track uh heat of it all I really enjoyed this one um obviously mess we made is my favorite by far but heat of it all that's a close second um you made a little music video for this one as well. How was that experience? It looked like it, it looked like it was a bit of fun. It was a lot of fun, actually. So, um, a friend of mine, Nick, um, he's done a lot of the, I suppose, the promo sort of videos for me, and um, and he did the video clip for Heat of It All with me, and um, 
we had we had we were trying to storyboard like a big elaborate like I suppose scripted video clip for this song and then um over, it was probably like over a week we were just throwing ideas at each other and then he just said to me he goes how about you play every instrument in your shed because he goes one it's kind of because you do play all the instruments on the song two it's COVID and it's locked down so we can't really do much else and three it'll just be a bit of fun so we um we tried that and um we had about we had four or five different ideas one of them was to have six shots of me next to each other and try and try to fit that in as a into a frame that didn't work so we ended up going I don't know if you've seen it but we ended up going for this for the three Andes next to each other yeah yeah um yeah the experience behind it was actually it was it was heaps of fun to be honest to do it's um quite awkward on your own yelling at a camera and on your own just belting out music and then all I had to as a reference point for it was a little little Yui boom playing the song as I was as I was jamming along to it so it was it was heaps of fun but yeah yeah it was a lot of fun that one um like the um there's a few artists obviously when you don't have a massive bus budget or anything and in, in lockdown you obviously can't go out and do extravagant things but I am becoming more and more of a fan of just those really simplistic music videos like just the little animations just you know little things here and there like it's still it's still really engaging but it, it's just really simple and I think it really worked I think there's a bit of a trend going like in the last few months that um, a lot of people are doing that and I just think it's really good for the time that we're in so when I saw you do it I was like yeah mad this is cool um but I, it's, I was gonna say I suppose um I suppose cheap and simple don't necessarily have to go hand in hand as well I think sometimes like simplicity is the key like if you've if you've got a nice song, you don't want to, I suppose, sometimes in some instances, don't want to give this absolutely extravagant video clip where people wouldn't even think about the song. You want to do something, I suppose, that highlights the song. Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly, I think that's exactly what it did. Like, I know when people think of these, like, massive, extravagant, extravagant like, stories through it, like, you know, that they can work. But I think more often than not, just the simple versions, just, you know, work so much better and for the, for the type of song that it was I think it just you know worked well you could have done like a you know a, a love story type thing or walking through a park or something like that but I really enjoyed the way that you ended up going I'm um, speaking on that have you by any chance seen the video clip for Glass Animals song it's also incredibly loud they released that on that album that came out a few weeks ago I have not cannot say that I've is- seen it that is the that is for me in essence simplicity is key. It was an it was an absolutely killer video clip, but it was very very it was very simple. I reckon that's that's going to be your homework for the rest of the week to get on to watching that. Matt, I haven't had much time over the last uh, little bit, <laughs> but um, I'll definitely put that on the checklist. Um, awesome. But you've um, we've spoken about COVID a lot, and um, on every pod I try to make sure that we I talk about it with every artist because for every artist it is different. Um, some artists, you know, they don't release any music at all during COVID. You're different. You've kind of, you know, you've been releasing steadily through COVID. So was that kind of your um, way of dealing with it, going all in on your music? Um, I know um, you live just up the road from me, just up in Briz, um, and we didn't really have the brunt of it, but it it definitely sucked not going to gigs. I guess it would have been a lot worse for you. Oh, 
Um, I thought, well, for me, I'm like, I put all of this time and effort into the music and this, if anything, is a good time for people to just be able to sit back and listen to music. So I thought, why not stagger out the releases so that people have, I suppose people can, I can build a, a little bit of a following, I guess, while I'm in lockdown because I only really started releasing music under this project because it's a separate thing from other stuff I've done before at the start of this year. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, a, it was a bad year to take off with a new project worth of music because I've been writing and recording from last year for this stuff. But I think the hardest part for me is not being able to play any shows. And I suppose being an independent artist, I've um, handled all of my bookings for the last X amount of years and um, having to like can't like put in all of this time and effort to to prep for a tour and then um, having to cancel it last minute. And that's happened three times this year. It's only been about two, I think two weeks ago was the first time I've actually been able to announce shows coming up. So I've got a, I've got a few shows coming up next month and in November. But I, I think I just wanted to keep releasing music um, throughout this whole period because I wanted, pe- I wanted people to hear what I'd been working on. I didn't want to sit on it for the rest of my life. Yeah, like I've, there's, there's, an artist on each end of the coin there you know there's there's artists like yourself that um kind of push through with that positivity and um obviously you can't play but you've you you know you've released music and you know it's going well at the moment but that you obviously can't play gigs and then there's others that um you know kind of hold their music because they can't play so um i know that it would suck not being able to play but i think covid's a it's a it's if you play it right it's a perfect time to release music because like imagine in victoria right now when you can't do it you know you can't really do anything what are you going to do you're going to watch movies you're going to listen to music and you know your music could be the music they're listening to because they've got so much extra time to find that type of stuff yeah exactly that's i suppose that's kind of yeah that's kind of the mindset i've gone in with is um if anything if people sitting at home they don't have much to do it's a great time to keep releasing music so i do in fact have a few more songs coming out in the next couple of months so yeah and you you touched on um your tour so i've seen that like your most recent post was about your tour um is that still going ahead because you obviously you know you can play at bob Gibzar, which is a great venue i was there the other weekend but what about going to Nui and Sydney and places like that? Is is it is it a wait and see thing, or is it definite? Or can you get over the border somehow? How's it all going? Um, that's uh, that's a, com- a conversation that I had um, a couple of times with both of the booking agents down there for those shows. It, um, we we all just kind of went with the mindset of look, we've booked the shows, we've got everything ready to go. Let's just announce them. And worst case scenario, which has happened to a lot of artists throughout the year, is we're just going to unfortunately have to cancel and reschedule for next year. So, but I do actually, I do at least have confirmed that there, I'll be playing down in Burley at Barbecue Bazaar, and I'll be playing two shows at Woolly Mammoth in Brisbane. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, those New South Wales shows are cancelled. They're at, at, at this stage, yeah. It's it's a wait and see thing, but at, at this stage, yeah. Well, I haven't. Uh, so yeah, yeah, pretty much. If the borders aren't opening up until December, then there's no chance. Yeah, yeah. But you've got Barbecue Bazaar and you've got um, Woolly Mammoth. Those Have you played Barbecue Bazaar before? I've not played down there. I've played other venues down the coast, but I haven't played there before. So I'm actually really excited for that. Yeah, I went, I went there for the first time last weekend to see um, 
few local artists down there. And I, I know that how, – how do you find the sitting down thing? Because that was the first gig I'd been to in COVID and, like, you, you can't even really dance in your seat. It's really just, like, um, not really anything. Like, you're trying to have a good time but you can't. So how do you think you're going to go with just seeing people sit down and maybe the odd yell? <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be interesting because I haven't actually played a band show since COVID. So I'm just going to be really interested to see what the whole dynamic is at the shows, like whether it's going to be a lot of just a lot of head bobbing, a lot of, I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be completely different to anything I've ever experienced from playing live. In my experience, I did do a lot of head bobbing and that's kind of all you could do. And sing along, obviously. But like, even if you even went to like go get a drink or something, they'd be like, "Come on, you got to hurry up!" Or if you saw someone that you knew, you you couldn't even stand for like thirty seconds. It was sit down straight away. So, and that's I've that was a barbecue bazaar. So I know that it's going to be the same type of thing for your gig because I know they're really strict. But we have to because it's COVID, and you know we want everyone to stay safe. But I just don't know how you how you'd um you know performing your tracks. Um, deal with that as an artist yeah I think um, I think you've just got to I suppose have your head in the music and I think you've just got to be jamming out jamming out to if you were paying to 20 people standing in the front line at your show or if you were playing to a thousand people you've just got to jam it out as you normally would and you've just got to I suppose if, if the vibes if the vibes not 100% what you're wanting there you still have to jam it out like it's your last show that's that's my mindset with playing live with a band is just always play like it's going to be your last show because you never know who's going to be there you never know who's going to enjoy your music so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna go as hard as i can that's that's all but i know it'll be a very different dynamic to anything i've ever experienced yeah definitely um now we are in september uh start of september and there's a few months left what's in store for you apart from obviously um the little tour but what else you got for me um, I have another song out next month, another single, and then I have a six-track EP out on the 6th of November. Have you so got any, any names for me for the tracks, um, Any the type of vibe of the EP? What do you got? Um, the, the single I'm releasing next month is um, Very Mess We Made, so I hope you enjoy that one. So it's called My Heart's Not Beating in Time, and it's... Uh, and, it, and it's, yeah, it's a similar vibe to Mess We Made. And then I've got two more tracks out on the EP, so a six-track EP. So it'll be the four that I've released plus another two. And there's one song called Time, which is more of a jammy, interlude two-and-a-half-minute song where I suppose it shows off a little bit of my guitar playing, shows off a little bit of my trumpet playing, etc. And then there is another track, on there, which is, I suppose, a mixture of the more poppy elements and the more folky elements of my music called Just Tell Me. And there's a local artist called Bianca Power who's in between Brisbane and the Gold Coast, but she's singing on that song with me as well. So, so yeah, that's what I've got in store. Would that be your first feature for this project? Yes. Cool. Um, you've, you've set the, uh, set the bar, set the bar high. If you're going to say it's very messy, mate, I'm going to, I'm expecting <laughs> huge things. I'll do my best, mate. I hope you enjoy it. Um, let, let's say, um, I talk to you again in September next year, right? 
what's something that you, you know, just really would have wanted to accomplish in this 12 months? Um, well, my initial plan was to, um, this is just before COVID, was to move over to London at the start of next year to pursue music. And um, unfortunately, that's not going to be the case until, let's just say, 12 months from now, that might be an opportunity that I can take. But I, I think um, for me, it would just be gaining more of a, just a genuine followership of your show, like coming to your shows. It would be awesome to um, get put on a couple of local supports for bigger artists around the country. And I'd love to play a couple of, a couple of festivals with my new music because I haven't, haven't had the opportunity to with all of these new songs and with the band as well to play live and play festival shows. Like I suppose I, I have done with a previous band that was so much fun. So I'm itching to do that again. Basically, I'm just itching to play live shows with not many restrictions. You know what? You are the fourth artist that has told me that their plan was to move to London but cannot because of COVID. I don't did you all have really? a did you all have a pact to just go, yeah, let's let's to, let's take over London. Everyone from Queensland, let's go to London and let's kill the music scene. I don't was was there something that they that they were offering this year, or because I, I just feel like all the artists were going there, but COVID's obviously stuffed you all. Well, all of my influences in music are over there. Um, a lot of, I suppose, I don't know. I, I've always liked the idea of moving over to the UK to do music, and I don't know. I don't know. I had it in the back of my head. I'm like, that's that's me. I'm doing it. Let's go. I'm so excited. And I hope those other three artists were obviously the same. I would love to hear from all of them as well about why they'd like to go over. Well, there was um, Bailey Rodriguez. He was a rapper or is a rapper. Um, uh, Josh King, um, very well. He's indie pop. He was um, he was going to head over. Can't remember who the other one was. Done a few pods, <laughs> so they're all, they're all yeah, mixing yeah. together. But yeah, they're all going over in um, exact same position as you. COVID kind of stuffed them all, but they've all. They all have the same mindset as you, just push forward, just push forward, which is good to see that a lot of the artists have. Um, you said that you want to support um, bigger bands. Is there anyone that, you know, is kind of a, um, a dream to support, like any Australian artists or bands that you just love to get a message from to support? Um, my two Aussie ones that I'd love to support would be Gang of Youths and Ballpark Music. Oh. They'd, be the two, they'd be the two that I'd want to be able to suppose jump on tour with that would be pretty wicked there's some bloody honest. some bloody good kicks there i was yeah. seeing um ballpark well saw ballpark and bathurst and i've obviously seen gang of use but jesus they can perform they hold an audience it's such a killer live show it's not funny i've seen i've seen both of them multiple times and yeah it's it's pretty crazy um but yeah um i don't know that's they're, they're two that pop to mind straight away so well, well we hope in the next 12, well, we hope the EP goes well. Um, we'll keep in contact. Um, hopefully we get to chat again and I hope everything goes well for the rest of the year. Thanks for coming on today, mate. Awesome. No worries. Thank you so much for having me and I can't wait to listen to some other podcasts on your show as well. To keep up to date with all things breaking through, make sure to check out our socials.